Welcome back, welcome back. Beginning of the week, uh, Tuesday, beginning of the week. Welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. I think this is episode 103, episode 103. Um... So we got a free agency breakdown. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through some of these moves. I'm gonna have some call-ins. Um, uh, we're gonna talk the NBA a little bit and what I think the schedule should look like and what they should try to attempt. I have a plan. I, I seen something that the NBA. I heard that the. I heard what Adam Silver talked about. I like his thinking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk more about that. And we have some free agency news. More free agent, more free agent, NFL free agency updates by the minute. Um, so let's get ready. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's catch you guys after this quick break. So, so, so. of your day, uh, you know, these next uh, hour and then some change, uh, let's try to just focus on sports and um, the, the virus. Uh, but I hope everybody's at home, social distancing, practice it, quarantining, practice it, stay safe, stay at home as much as you can. Um, but let's get into it. So I saw news and I saw the, I saw the news and I saw the statements that Adam Silver made. Adam Silver, NBA com commissioner of the NBA, the guy uh, he, he's under. He came. He's the he's been the commissioner for some years now. Came right after David Stern. David Stern obviously has done a great job, or had done a great job with the league and what is now transpiring. Adam Silver has taken the helm. He has done well. I've also talked about. Uh, I think about two weeks ago, I talked about how. Financially, the NBA has had a rough year with the China situation and now the coronavirus outbreak, the pandemic. So I have talked about how I've, I've talked about the NBA and the effects of um, what is going on financially with the NBA. But Adam Silver mentioned something really important that I've been discussing now since the NBA season started and when we're talking about ratings I have discussed the possibility of the NBA uh, changing or shortening shortening their season, uh, shortening their season. I, I, I think um, I think this is a a good proposal. So the NBA, Adam Silver, if you don't know, Adam Silver came out and said they're gonna the NBA is gonna try to you know they're gonna try their season from 
Christmas Day, start, you know, start the NBA season on Christmas Day all the way through August. I think it's brilliant. Now, in, in big time industries, like in the in the in the in the movie making business, you gotta think of Netflix. All directors have to think of Netflix. All directors have to consider Netflix. You have to you have to consider those big time brands. If you're in the retail and shopping business, you gotta think of Amazon. Amazon is mega big. You gotta think of Amazon. When you're in these big time industries, you must think of the biggest corporation that's within your industry. That's how I would approach things. Because those big corporations, they control a lot. They have a lot of, they, they control a lot. They often get a lot of people's money uh, because it's a, it's a reason why they are the mega companies. They are the mega, uh, you know, companies within your, you know, industry. So, like I said, if you're in the film industry, you got to think of Netflix. If you're in retail, in the shopping industry, you got to think of Amazon, you know, before you make some big time moves. And I think this goes with the NBA. The NBA is in the sports business. NFL is king. You got to think about the NFL. You have to think about the NFL. Uh, the NFL, as we all know, the NFL, you know, is, you know, preseason started in August, but most people don't watch preseason. Uh, I, 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 I try to watch preseason football, but it's really hard to watch because you have backups playing for backups, backups. It's, it's, just, it's just backups on backups on backups. It's a really hard watch. I can't really watch it. it it's hard. It's, it's tough for me to watch it. But NFL season goes from September to February. From September to February, the NFL has that on lock. It has that on lock. You have little tiny. You have, you have events like uh, the World Series in October. Or you know, and don't you know, late October, early November, you got the World Series. You know those those base those still those those base those big time baseball lovers, they still watch that. Don't you know they still watch that fall classic? But that's about it. The NFL runs everything, and it's not even close. Uh, I don't, and I never quite understood why the NBA season started in October. That is in the mist. In the that is in the mist. In the in the you know the spectacle of the NFL season October November that 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 like that's where we're talking about the playoffs that's where we're you know preparing for the playoffs we're talking about playoff teams the games I mean every game matters but then that's when you know these you know those no those late October those November games they it's crunch time and I never quite understood why the NBA started their season in October and November. I never understood it, and I've been arguing this point for a few months now on them shortening the season, on them start not and and them not starting the season October. I never understood why they did such thing. Uh, you you can go. I mean, this is usually the trend, but you know NBA, you know NBA writers and you know these NBA these people in the NBA head all you know front office. And um, you know, head office down in, in, in headquarters, they're trying to figure out why ratings down October, November. Well, America loves the NFL. 
You're not gonna get you. You're not gonna catch. You're not gonna catch the casual American eye. The NBA is not gonna catch the the casual American eye in October, November. They're just not. Most people watch their first NBA basketball game on Christmas Day. Because they're like, oh, it's Christmas Day. You know, the NFL, they probably have a game on, but the NFL, they, the, the NFL probably doesn't have a game on. We look forward to those NBA Christmas games. We get LeBron, we get Kawhi and Giannis and the Celtics and the Lakers, you know? We get those, we get those kind of we get those kind of marquee matchups. And I think that's genius to start in, in December. Start in December, because that's usually where people start to tune in to the NBA. Most people want, most sports fans don't watch the NBA in November, in October, or October, November. They don't watch it because the NFL is going on. They don't watch the NFL. They don't watch the NBA in October or November because NFL. And, I, and, and, and also, why end the season at June? Why in the season at June? If you're the NBA, why in the season at June? July and August is wide open. You, that's, that, that's, that's two months of basketball that we could be watching that's left wide open. I never understood why the NBA started their season so early, uh, you know, so early, so early in October and November. And then the season is over, what? Early June, mid June, the season is over, and there's there's the whole month of July, and there's the whole month of August. That's just wide open. That's completely wide open for the NBA to take for the NBA to take advantage of, and they haven't taken advantage of it. And I think this I, I, with with Adam Silver, the smart guy that I that I know he is, that I, he that he is shown to be, and to and the progressive thinker. That he has also displayed, I would think he would make such a change, which is not a very drastic change. Uh, it's not a very drastic change. Ratings, you won't see, you won't see such a slippage in ratings. The NBA take a huge hit in ratings in October and November, but the ratings are high in December. The ratings are very high in December. Those are probably the most watched games in the regular season because you got those standalone games with the marquee teams, with the marquee players, and that's where people tune in to watch. And usually the NFL is not on. That's perfect. I think the NBA should move their season. I I would like to see them, I would like to see this proposal go through and, you know, they carry on with it. It's just like in real estate. The the NBA has they have homes that they have to re they have to reevaluate, um, you know, reassess they have properties that they have to reassess, and they gotta buy new. They gotta go out and buy new properties. They gotta go out and buy new properties. But I, I'm a big time believer. Whatever industry you're in, you have to look at the mega, the, the mega, the, 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 the company that's at the top, the, the, the company that's bringing in billions and trillions of dollars in network. You have to look at those companies. If you're in the film business, if you're if you're if you're, if you're in the film making business. You gotta think of Netflix. It's obvious. If you are in the, uh, if you're in, if you're, if you're in the, um, the, the the retail and shopping business, you gotta think of Amazon. It, it, like it, it, there's no way of getting around Amazon if you're in the retail and shopping business. It's just they're just too big. 
They're too big. They're too dominant. They make too much money. You cannot get around Amazon. And that's the same way with the NBA. The NBA has to consider the NFL because the NFL brings in billions and trillions of dollars on a yearly basis. And Americans, the country of U.S., the U.S., the U.S. loves the NFL. And I think the NBA should take big consideration of moving their season to December, to August, December through August, and shorten those first two series. Go back to the way how it was in the 80s. Best out of three, best out of five, best out of seven, best out of seven, best out of seven for the last two rounds. Uh, because, I, once again, I don't want to see Milwaukee beat up on a, a on an AFC team that has no chance. I just don't want to see that for four games. I don't want to see it for four games. And also, when you shorten those, when you shorten the first round and the second round, you know the games mean more. The games mean more. So I would like to see those proposals, uh, you know, come to fruition, and they carry out those proposals because that is big. Um, and I, 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 I just never understood why the NBA has not thought of this much sooner than what it has. Um, and I never understood why they started the season in October when that is the heart of the NFL season. That is the heart. October, November, December, that is the heart of the NFL season. And I think starting, in the, I think starting the NBA season on Christmas Day would do your ratings justice. It helps your ratings. You're not you're not impacting and you know interfering with the NFL, even though it wouldn't matter because the NFL would still get their ratings. And also that gives you a whole month of July and August to yourself. July and August to yourself. Because think, you know, you got December, you know, you start in December, yeah, there's some games going on, but we're near the end of the regular season. January that is the postseason, so games come on the weekends, not the weekdays. And then you go into February, there's one game, the Super Bowl, obviously. And then after that, you have March, April. You have basically most of February, March, April, May, June, July, and August. You have the majority of your season to yourself where you don't have to compete with the NFL. But you start in August, you start in October, you compete with the NFL of October, November, December, January, a little bit of February, and then you got and then the season and then the season ends at June. And it, it will also help me. It will also help the sports analysts. Because what I what am I gonna talk about, like in the middle of July, what is it to talk about? If the NBA season's not going on, what is it to talk about in the middle of July? Once free agency is over in the NBA, what is it to talk about in July? I am literally stuck with no talking points in July. So imagine in late June going into July, imagine, imagine me talking about the conference finals in July, LeBron and Kawhi, instead of talking about nothing. Because literally, I have no talking points in July because the, season, the NBA season is over in June. You know, preseason football hasn't started yet, and it's just like the dog days of the summer. No talking points whatsoever. The NBA should make that move. I'll be back on. I'll be back after the break. Uh, I'm gonna have to call in. I'm gonna have Lee come on. Uh, he's gonna discuss this latest Fred skin move.
Okay, so like I said, I got my Redskin Insider with me. Um, we so we saw a couple big moves in free agency. I wanted I wanted to bring them on today because I saw a couple big. So after we did our after we did the part, I brought Lee on. A lot of big moves happened, and I wanted to get his his take on some of these big moves. But first, the Redskins made a trade for Kyle Allen, former uh, quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. He went five and seven as a starter. Last year, uh, he came in and filled in for Cam Newton's uh, injury. How do you feel about the move and the Redskins? Uh, and what are they telling us by this move? Uh, well, I feel like it was a, a great move because um, uh, last week as free agency was going along, um, you know, you was questioning, like, who was the quarterback the Redskins going to bring in? Um, to to compete with Haskins, a lot of people felt like um, that the Redskins was going to bring in a big time veteran to take the place of, of Haskins because there's a lot of it's a lot of uh, it's a split between fans of uh, of Dwayne Haskins. But um, I'm a Haskins uh, fan. I think that he's going to be. Uh, a lot of money on that position because we already had $23 million into uh, Alex Smith. So, uh, so we were wondering who would they bring in to back up um, and for them to trade for Kyle Allen was uh, was perfect. Um, they got rid of a fifth round pick for him. Um, he's uh, a young guy. This will be his third league, his third year in the league, he was making under a million dollars this year, and um, he has NFL experience. Um, he also knows the system, and as a coordinator, when you come in, you want to bring in uh, a quarterback that knows the system. Like uh, when when um, uh, Peterson went to the Eagles, he brought in a backup quarterback. Quarterback that know their system to to help install and teach 
uh, and teach the system. So uh, that would help Haskins, you know, even though he's uh, coming in there to be a uh, he's coming in there to be a uh, um, he's coming in there to be competition. He will also be um, a teacher as well. So, um, and then it also tells Haskins exactly how the organization feels about him. When hmm. you get these, uh, you get these skeptics of, you know, they're going to bring in Tam or they're going to bring in a veteran quarterback to compete with you uh, to take your spot. No, you're bringing in Kyle Allen, who is not such as a, a big threat to uh, to to you. Uh, but he's a he also he is competition. But he's not a guy that uh, you would say, "Oh man, they bringing him to take your job." Right. Um, so so now I ask him knows that um, that he is the guy, and it's his job to lose. And um, and, and I think that that goes for everybody on the Redskins team. Um, is that uh, Ron is bringing in guys. And it's your job to lose. So the competition is going to be created amongst uh, everyone on the team, and everyone has a job to lose. So you need to come in there with your boost, your boost, lacing up and ready to work. Okay. Now, uh, I saw a report come out today uh, earlier earlier this morning or early in the morning. It was uh it was regarding to Trent Williams and his agent put out basically a release uh to ESPN saying that Trent want Trent Williams wants to be traded he wants out of the Redskins. What is a what? Could he be traded on a draft day? Like what is the what like what can what what what, what, what trade can we you know foresee in the foreseeable future with Trent Williams and the Redskins? Well, well. Um, the rumblings I'm getting from uh, from the park is uh, Trent Williams is demanding uh, a high number for a contract. Okay. And he has not uh, he has not come off of that number, and it's making it difficult for the Redskins to find a partner. Mm. Now. Um, the other thing is, uh, he's saying that the, uh, he feels as though that the Redskins aren't taking enough initiative and they're not being, they're not doing right by him. But, um, I just got a report from William Rappaport that, uh, that the Redskins has been ongoing with teams about training Trent Williams and the holdup is contract negotiation. Hmm. Um, so, so, uh, who, who, who's not doing right by who? Um, the Kansas would love to get rid of Trent Williams so we can move on. We would love to get that um, that twelve million dollars um, put put on our cap, right? Um, so we so we can so we can um, you know go ahead and sign a, a tackle or or go on with the future of who's going to be the left tackle for the Washington Redskins, but. Another thing is that we're not trying to give anybody Trent Williams for a fifth round pick. Um, that's not that's not what we're trying to do. 
Um, I don't think the Redskins will settle anything less than a third-round pick for Trent Williams. Um, uh, is, is Trent Williams worth $20 million? I don't think so. Is he worth um, 15 Maybe. Um, is he worth 16 I don't know. Maybe that's pushing it. Um, but, you know, if, if Trent Williams want to get out of the Redskins, he needs to sign a two-year deal worth $30 million. Hmm. You know, if he can sign a two-year deal worth $30 million, then we can get maybe uh, two threes out of the situation, uh, or maybe even one three out of the situation. Uh, I think we'll do. I think the Redskins will be able to do that. Um, but um, if if we don't get a trade, um, he can't hold out it, uh, again because the new uh, CBA uh, rules state that right. if you don't show the training camp and you miss five days. Um, you can't accrue that year mm-hmm. as your contract if you hold out. If right. You, show, you know, if you show up in October like he tried to do last year. Right. So um, if he doesn't show up, then he'll still be a Redskin the next year. You know what I mean? So um, he's going to have to play. And so he can't hold out. So he's either going to be a Redskin or he's not. And we're not releasing him because we're, we, want, we want something from him. Right. You know, we want something for him. So, um, the Redskins really don't have no leverage, but neither does Trent Williams. If he wants to be traded, he's going to have to settle for less money. And uh, it seems to me that he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think is Trent worth $20 million? Uh, I don't don't think so. I don't think so. Because a, a guy like Cam Newton... I know there's two different positions and you know two different situations, but they're both guys who has faced injuries um, and are, are really. Ta- they, I think they both still have something left in the tank. But are they worth? I don't know if those two. Guys, I know Cam Newton is not worth twenty million dollars because I wouldn't want him as my quarterback making twenty million dollars. But uh, Trent Williams, I, I just I just wouldn't want him. You know, like you said, for twenty million dollars. I think uh, a deal, you know, a deal like you know, two two years, thirty million. I think that's I think that's workable. I think that's a little bit better. That some some something can get achieved if that deal uh, was taken by Trent Williams. Um, I just I, I just think uh, with the Redskins, I think they're in a the perfect situation with, with Ron Rivera. I think even I don't I don't because I don't see the Redskins. You know, no matter. I don't think no matter what they do in this draft, I don't see the Redskins being a team uh, that's ready to compete for the NFC East or more. I, but I don't. So I don't think they're gonna win a lot of games. But I think Ron Rivera is gonna be. I, I think he's gonna build a culture. He wants to remove uh, some of those older veteran players that has been on some of these recent. Uh, you know, some of these losing teams that the Redskins have been a part of. I think he's gonna build the culture this year, but I don't think I don't see the Redskins winning many games. But you don't have to win games to build cultures. You don't. So I, I you know, with Trent Williams, you you accumulate, you try to accumulate draft picks. As we as we look at our roster now, there's not many uh, veterans that's been on a losing team on this roster. Um, well, I'm we, saying he wants to eat. We are very young. Um, we're very young. Our most veteran player on this team is is uh, 
is Kurgan. Well, what I'm saying, he will want a bit. He, like some of the guys, like Josh Norman, he's gone. He's gone. Uh, Trent Williams, it, it, it seems like he wants out. And if I if I had to bet on it, I, I would I would bet that he's not a Redskin next year or by the time the season yeah, starts. Yeah, well, so well, I, I think, think he's trying to I build don't the think culture. He's a cool guy. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Trent Williams is a cool guy. Um, uh, oh, 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 is a a cool guy that Ron Rivera thinks. You know, I think that uh, he has explained that he wants out. And Ron don't want you if you don't want to be a Redskin. Um, we we looking at our youth on our team. Um, is that you know we we got uh, a, a a defensive line that's only been a part of the Redskins. Of the, like Kerrigan is the most veteran defensive defensive player on our team, but everybody else is within three years um, uh, on the team. So. Um, those guys, those guys have came from a culture where it's been, it's, 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 it's been winning. So, uh, so they, they, they fit the core of Ron Rivera. He's brought in, um, David Thomas, who, who, uh, I mean, Thomas Davis, who, uh, is the epitome of a Ron Rivera culture. And he'll be able to, um, and, and, and we're just—he's just bringing him in as a mentor, a coach on the field. He may not get a lot of play. He may not even play. But it's, those are the type of guys that you want uh, around your team that gets it going. And, right. and, and, and this is this is a Ron Rivera pro. This is a Ron Rivera uh, culture pro. And this is how we want it done. And this is how he wants it done. Oh, and it's big when you have players that echo what you say and what you do, um, and that and that makes that makes championship team because when it comes down to it, um, players have to police players. If I'm a coach and I'm the only one that's yelling um, when you when you're bullshitting, I'm excuse my friend. No, you good. Um, you good. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Um, yelling when when you when you when you guys are BSing, then we're not going to be good because you guys are holding each other accountable. You know, and, and, and I'm glad that he brought in those guys, those guys that's going to get that's going to get on you, that's going to push you, that's going to make you great. And 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 he's trying to get, and he's getting rid of the riprap. Monte Nichols is gone. They cut him yesterday along with five other DBs that couldn't get it done. Hmm. And 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 and, and, I, and I like that. You know, they bring in a uh, uh, Davis from uh, from the Steelers, uh, a blue collar guy works works his butt off. He's going to come in. He's going to help us get better. They bring in Fuller, another guy that works his butt off, and uh, he's going to help us get better. And they traded uh, Dunbar for a fifth round pick from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I'm glad he's gone as well. Simply because he he handled this situation the wrong way, and um, and and I'm pretty sure he felt like he he's a better corner than than than, than Fuller, and he wanted that money, but he didn't get it. Right. So he, so 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 I'm glad he's gone because he would have been a cancer for our team, and I like I like the message that Ron Rivera 
is um, is uh, sending out uh, to to these Redskins that's been underachieving for these last uh, five years with Jay Group. Okay, so the big move, the big moves of free, the big move of free agency so far, um, and I don't think none of us going to top it. Uh, is Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. Now, you last year was uh, really high on the Buccaneers. Uh, I, I can admit I was not high, uh, but they did finish 7-9. and nine. They were a decent team uh, that lost a lot of close games, and we can, all, we can probably all, we all know why they lost a lot of those games because of the turnovers yeah. and Jameis Winston. Now they have a guy in Tom Brady who's gonna who who has a lot of weapons at his disposal with a good offensive minded head coach with Bruce Arians, but they do play in a tough division. How good? First of all, what do you think about the Tom Brady move, and how good can the Buccaneers be? Well, I'm 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 um I'm, I'm gonna give you a different take than most people. Hmm. All right, if uh. If James Winston, if they just let James Winston get LASIK, um, he would be a better quarterback, and uh, they would win more games. With Tom Brady? But, um, then with Tom Brady? No, no, no. With James Winston, if James Winston got LASIK. Oh, okay. Or, or if they just let him roll the horse grand goggles to play football, because obviously he has a vision problem. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Uh, Tom Brady, okay, I think Tom Brady is done. I think Tom Brady, uh, once, once an athlete hits 40, it goes and it goes fast. And I think that it's leaving and it's leaving fast. I don't think Tom Brady, with Tom Brady, hasn't really been a deep ball thrower in a long, in a couple of years. And, um, and so, early is, Eric likes to throw the ball deep. And um, so I don't think Tom Brady has that deep ball anymore. Um, yes, he has better a better nucleus of weapons than he ever had hmm. with the uh hmm. with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um and he they they have a a serviceable defense that I think will just get better. Yep. <laughs> uh, with being in Tom Bowles' system uh, another year, um, so I think that they can go to can be a playoff team. Um, maybe second in the division. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but um, I I I, I I'm not giving them more than that. Um. Okay. Because I don't think Tom Brady is, is a Super Bowl. I don't think he's the Super Bowl Tom Brady. I think that he is a playoff Tom Brady, but I don't think he's a Super Bowl Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady is the Tom Brady he was last year, mm. and uh, and that's what we'll see. And that's what we'll see this year, the same Tom Brady. I tend to disagree. Uh, I, I I tend to disagree. He uh, first of all, Tom Brady. Most people do. Brady Brady threw for twenty four touchdowns, eight interceptions last year, and that was with 
who God God knows who as his receivers. Uh, I think we don't we 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 first of all you talking about Tom Brady not being uh not not never really being a deep ball thrower in his career, but you talk about his arm you know going down and him losing his arm as he ages. Brady had Brady was tops in the league and and, and down the field deep throws down deep throws is 16 yards or more. Brady was near the top of the league at completion percentage at the, on those deep throws. Uh, I, I just think with the additional help in the offensive weapons that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, I think we would see, I think we would see a Brady that is a little bit better than what we saw last year. I'm not saying we're going to see, I'm not saying we're going to see 07 Brady, I don't. I, I'm not gonna say that the Buccaneers are going to go to the Super Bowl because I do realize first they play in the NFC South with the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers. That is a that's a loaded division. Like you said, I'll, at this point, at this moment, I'm willing to give them second best in the division. Now, as far as the postseason talk, that's a little bit different. I think Tampa Bay. I'm not, they're not a Super Bowl team. I'm not going to say they're a Super Bowl team, but they are a team where they can, if they can get into the playoffs and they get hot, they can be really scary. Now, I, could, I, I possibly, I think they're going to win one playoff game. But I think for, for Brady to be able to take a Tampa Bay team that has just been bad historically for, you know, their, since, their existence, since their existence, I think for him, to take a team that that is bad, take them to the playoffs, win a couple playoff games, I think that is an accomplishment itself. Like you said, I'm not gonna go as far um, as Super Bowl contenders or or them being a Super Bowl teams or a Super Bowl team because uh, Tampa Bay, I don't know, but they just have they have uh, they have a lot of strange ways where they lose a lot of games. They just they lose a lot of games well, in well, some strange strange ways. Yeah, so 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 the biggest thing about Tampa Bay last year was Jameis Winston threw ten touchdowns and threw ten interceptions in the fourth quarter. Right. He threw six of them. He threw six of them in the fourth quarter, leading when they're losing by seven points or less. Right. In the fourth quarter or in the or in the uh, or in the uh, or in overtime, right? So, so that was the biggest uh, uh, reason why they lost a lot of games. Um, and, and then, and then the the other thing is, uh, and, and it's, Tom Brady doesn't do that. Tom Brady doesn't turn over the balls, and Tom Brady wins your game. And we know he can do that, and he doesn't have to throw the ball deep to do that. Um, so, so. I, I know uh, he's going to play good football. He's going to manage the game very well. Um, if he has a defense that's uh, stingy enough, they, they'll win games. I, I believe that. I like. I think uh, Coach Ertz, uh is a, is a really really good coach. He's been to the Super Bowl um, before, um, so I, I think that they can they can really uh, they they can they can do some things. Yeah, and, and I really think that they'll be able to uh, do some things. If um, if they uh, if they able to pull off getting an AB, uh, but um, other than that, you know, um, I, I I just I, I'm not uh, a firm believer on you know I believe that uh, Brady is almost done. 
Um, I don't think that he'll be able to pull a Peyton Manning with uh with uh with uh the um Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but that, you know that's about taking. You know everybody else thinks I'm crazy. You know, but if, if they pull, you know, if they pull off this AB thing, which um which I heard is uh is is they're really pushing to get um it may get a little crazy. Yeah, I, like I said, I think they, they can do some damage. They have a good roster, but I think they are a ten-win team. I think they're about. I think they'll be a ten-win team, ten and six at best, eleven and five at best, eleven and five. Um, but I, you know, like you said, they they Tom Brady won't Tom Brady won't make the same mistakes and won't make the same amount of mistakes as Jameis Winston did, especially in the fourth quarter. Now, last question, last thing I want to hit on. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins traded to Houston, I mean, traded to Arizona. I've been really skeptical. I've been skeptical of Bill O'Brien as a GM uh, for, for the last few months. Since the football, since football season, I've been skeptical as a GM. Do you agree with the move? Uh, of course not. Ah. Okay. Now, I wish he had called the Redskins and say, "Hey, give us a uh, give us guys for uh, Hopkins," because we would have made the move. We would have thought he was crazy, but we would have struck by yeah. the arm was hot. Hell yeah! <laughs> they, I wish I wish they had called and said, "Hey, uh, give us uh, we'll give you Hopkins for Trent Williams." Trent Williams would have gone last year. <laughs> Um, but, but it doesn't work out like that. And, um, and, and so, uh, we're, we're, we're finding out that, um, Bill O'Brien, um, has a problem with, uh, with men that, uh, have, you know, that, that are alphas and that are willing to do, uh, their thing, their own thing. Right. And, uh, and so, uh, as a head coach and a general manager, he is um he's letting emotions uh make decisions uh for him when they should be logical and not emotional. Right. Um and I don't think I, I don't think he's gonna last very long. I don't think uh I think this might be his last year as a head coach of the Texas, especially if they don't go to the playoffs. You give away your number one weapon. For for a broke down running back, um, that that's that's crazy. Yeah, uh, absolutely ridiculous. I, that 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 is absolutely ridiculous. Um, Bill, I always questioned this guy's judgment. I I knew I knew I was on point when I I, I, I always questioned his judgment because he he just makes certain play calls where you're like, why would you do that? You didn't have to do that. And he made this trade, and it was like, why did you do that? And so many, and so many other people have said, well, I wish he would have called my team because if you're giving away DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of chips, yeah, we'll take him. Because you traded, like, DeAndre Hopkins is looked at as probably, you know, the best receiver in football, and he gave away for a bag of chips, for a bag of lays. So, uh, oh, my God. So I, I, I don't I I don't know I'm just trying I, I I had to try to process it and figure it all out. 
Um, so you think Tampa? So you said uh, Tampa playoff team. They're gonna finish second in division, maybe. How do you think Houston fares out? You said uh, well, well, Houston. Maybe the uh, well, uh, we look at look at uh, the coach. They have Aaron. Rock, I mean, uh, Rivers. Mm-hmm. I think they've gotten better. Um, the Texans was a pretty tough team already, um, and they they're just coming back. Building on what they did last year, so they're they're going to be better. Um, and then uh, was, uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, yeah. And so um, we don't, I don't know what Jacksonville is doing. Yeah, um, they, they 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 traded Nick Foles, and they got uh, Jay Gruden as their offensive coordinator. So um, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. So I think I think they might grade out uh, just above Jacksonville. Okay. The third best team in their division. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean it would not surprise me. Um it would not surprise me. And like you say, I don't know I, I, I pray for Jacksonville. I, I don't know what the Jaguars are doing. Just, I mean they're just pitiful. Uh Indianapolis, uh I like their roster. Phillip Rivers, uh I don't know. He, he he has an O line, so you know most of his interceptions came from him being pressured. So with him having an old offensive line in, in Indianapolis, maybe that'll help him, and maybe the turnovers get cut in half. Everybody likes the Titans. I like the Titans as well with Mike Vrabel. I think he's building a great culture down there. Give Ryan Tannehill some um, some 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 confidence with the new contract. Hopefully they can they can expand the offer the offense so it's not too Derrick Henry reliant, but uh, oh. I, I agree. Okay. Uh, so stay safe out there, Lee. Uh, you know this this uh, virus thing that's going on. I don't. So stay safe out there. And stay at home. Quarantine up. Oh man, this, this thing is. Uh, what I get I get to work five days out the week, so. Um, but other than that, I'm been in the house, and it's not uh, not going well for for the city, for nothing. It's, it's just no sports. Right. It's just downright miserable. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, see you, Lee. Thank you. Okay, so, man. Uh, oh. Uh, sorry, my bad. We had uh technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Uh, um. During the, you know, the last stretch of that call, we had technical difficulties. Uh, we'll be right back after this quick break. We're going to discuss the Cowboys and the latest big-time story that is trending out of the Cowboys organization. And I tell you what this means for Dak Prescott. I will tell you what this means for Dak Prescott after this quick break. <laughs> So welcome back. Um, 
So Travis Frederick, center of the Dallas Cowboys, retires at 29. Now, we all know Travis Frederick, not last year, but the year before last, had health problems, dealt with cancer. I forgot I forgot the type of cancer, but he beat it. He survived it. Um, you know, shouts out go to him. But he is 29, and he is the best center in football. Uh, he's been the best center in football for some time now. Um, and he is retiring. And you like you guys are probably like, oh, what do you got to do with Dak? First of all, I like Dak. I, I've been one of Dak's biggest supporters. But throughout these last, uh, you know, if you just exclude his rookie year, because just about it seems like everything went went right in his rookie year. Uh, you know, O-line was healthy. Zeke was healthy. Zeke didn't have to face suspensions. You know, receivers there. Defense played well. So he had everything going for himself. You know, the, the Cowboys are rocking his rookie year. It's been a little shaky. It's been a little shaky these last few years. You know, defense has not played. Defense didn't play well last year. Zeke dealt with suspension issues. Jason Garrett and the coach. O-line, you know, getting banged up a little bit. Dealt with Travis Frederick's situation. And we have often seen a trend where he has not played well. When like as you know, when Zeke, you know, when Zeke got suspended for those six games, those first three games didn't look too good. Dallas the Cowboys trade for Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper comes in, those last three games without Zeke, Zach looked a little better because he had a little bit more offensive help from Amari Cooper. You know, guys often, you know, being out, Dak has not performed. And I always go back to these two games, the game at Philadelphia and then the game at New England. Yes, they're both on the road. You got to win road games. That's what the good teams do. That's what the good quarterbacks do. They win road games. But Dak, going into both of those games, had he had the advantage weapon-wise. He had the better receiver. He had the better O line. He had the better uh, the better running backs, and he lost both games. And not the fact that he that he lost both games, but but he did not score a touchdown in neither game. He did not score a touchdown in neither game. He had zero touchdown drives. And this this is what goes back to my thing about Dak and you know me I, me paying him a, a, a max deal. Great. I don't want to like. I don't want to give big time money to Dak. I would. I just wouldn't do that. And I'm glad that the Cowboys. You know, they settled. They said, okay, we're gonna get, we're gonna franchise tag you because they tried to offer him 105 million guaranteed. I was like, dude, Dak, what are you doing? 105 million dollars guaranteed, and you won one playoff game, and you just gone, and you just went eight and eight. Like that's great. $33 million a year, $105 million guaranteed. I was like, if you don't take that, that, that that's that's not a slap in the face. That is a good deal. Didn't take it. Okay. Uh, and, you, you, you know, he wants 36 37 he, he wants nearly $40 million. We all know it's a hard cap league. I don't have to run. I don't have to run. I don't have to give you that rundown. You want $36 million. That is, like I said, that is nearly twenty percent of the salary cap, and you're not, you don't, you don't bring extra value, Dak. Yes, I know he's available. I always say it: the best ability is availability. The best ability is availability. But 
yes, okay, you're available. But Dak, when guys around you, you know, if Zeke is hurt or an old lineman is down, your play tends to go down. You don't play as well without those other weapons. You don't play as well without those other guys. If Amari Cooper is not there out on the field, your play drops. If Zeke is not running the ball effectively, your play drops. Um, and it's you know, and this, and like I said, this is the difference. And one day, one one episode coming really soon, we're gonna, we're, we're, we're gonna well, I'm gonna come up with my quarterback tiers because I did so last year. Uh, in, during the summertime, I did one, not around this time, but around the summertime. Uh, when I first started my podcast, I did quarterback tears, and that is what that, that's when we're, that, we're gonna we're gonna be doing that in the next couple episodes. Quarterback tears, but with Dak, you're not in that top tier class. Some would argue you're not in tier two. I would give him bottom. I, I would I, I would give him tier two, but he's at the bottom of tier two. Like you have your high tier two guys like uh, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. You have guys like that that I think that they're definitely tier two. Um, they're not tier one, but they're tier two. I think Carson Carson Wentz has a chance to get to to, to get to tier one, but my tier two guys like Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, and uh, was Philip Rivers, um, uh, Josh Allen. I feel like those guys are tier two, tier two quarterbacks, not elite. But not elite yet, but are really, really good and have a lot of upside. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world. Now I don't think I don't think Jimmy G can get to tier one, but he's a good tier two, and I think Dak falls right under that near the bottom of tier two, borderline tier two, borderline tier three, where serviceable, good, yes, but does he have the best arm? No. Is he the most accurate? No. Is he the most athletic? No, so it's it's a, it's a bunch of no's in there, and he's he, he doesn't have one standout skill set. He's okay at everything, and that's fine. But you need if you're okay at everything, and you're not elite or you're not spectacular, you need other guys around you on the field that can uplift. And upgrade your and upgrade you and your abilities. You know, if Dak is average, Amari Cooper certainly does help. You know, Dak being you know average, Zeke in that running game does help. It takes it relieves some pressure off of Dak. So I'm willing to see. I'm, I I want to see how does Dak respond to not having the best center in football. Still a good old line. You still have a good old line in front of you, but it's it, obviously it's not as good because you lose an all pro and the best center in football. But let's see how Dak responds. Let's see how Dak responds. Let's see how Dak responds because I've seen Russell Wilson in, in, in last three, four years just carry Seattle with no line. So let's see how you respond. Let's see how Dak responds to the, the you know. Travis Frederick, best center football, not being there. I want to see how that. I want to see how he responds to that. Um, Cam Newton was released today. Uh, it is not breaking news. Cam Newton was released today, and like I said, as I as I told you guys 
on the previous episode about Cam Newton, I gave you guys a breakdown on Cam Newton and who I thought he was. Cam Newton was a great athlete. Great athlete. Uh, you know, had one great standout year. He had one great standout year, but the guy's an average quarterback. He's an average quarterback. And I, like I said, you know, I was I, I saw Mel Kuyper's uh, draft, uh, mock draft, you know, his, the, his latest mock draft. He had, he still had Jeffrey, he had Jeff Okuda, he, he had Okuda, uh, the, 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 the Ohio State cornerback going to Detroit. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro. And then he, t- he did, then he, you know, then Mel Kuyper goes into the fact that Detroit feels like Matthew Stafford is their guy. So Matthew, so Detroit still think Matthew Stafford is the guy. I don't know why. And I, you know, this is why this is why we we have to ask questions like this. And I feel bad for uh, for certain fan bases. It's because like it's 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 because your ownership, your 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 GMs, your president of operation. These people, these people that have these high seats in these organizations, are holding these fan bases hostage. I mean, Detroit. I know the Lions. I, I mean, Detroit. Where are you? Uh, I know my, you know, my highest, my, 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 most of my listeners come from New York and California and DC and Maryland, but New York. I mean, but Detroit. Where are you? You gotta, you you gotta do something because Matthew Stafford. What more do you need to see? Okay, I get it. He has a strong arm. Who cares? Jake Cutler has a strong arm. But some of these, some of these franchises hold these fan bases hostages, hostage. Because how many times are you gonna sell the point that Matthew Stafford is the guy? How many times can you sell that? Obviously, I mean, you know, they keep selling it, so it's I guess it's working as far as sales. But if I'm a fan and we have a quarterback that's in this, that's been in this league, that's been in this league for ten years, and he hasn't done like nothing. He hasn't won a playoff game. We haven't gone to playoffs in a long time. We haven't won a division title. We haven't did nothing. Why are we still on him? Why is Detroit not trying to move on Matthew Stafford? And even if you don't want to trade Matthew Stafford, okay, you don't want to trade him. But draft the thing like let's let's consider drafting a quarterback. You, you, I mean, you're not even considering the fact that you should draft the quarterback. You're just, you're just non, you're just nonchalant about the point of not drafting the quarterback. And I like how the way the pan, I mean, you know, I got on the Panthers on how the way they handle Cam Newton's, you know, you know, press release. But I mean, why? Well, I don't know why people are so surprised. Oh, Cam Newton got released. I knew Cam, I knew Cam Newton was getting released. When Matt Rule first took the job, and they were questioning, and they asked him a question about how, uh, you know, about Cam and his future being a Panther, and he was like, oh, "I gotta see his medicals. What the hell? You gotta see his medicals. What the hell? You gotta see his medicals." Kansas City, you know, Kansas City. Somebody asked Kansas City, you know, what they think about Patrick Mahomes with the future. They were like, "Oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is the future." So no, you know, you know, Patrick is good, but we gotta see his medicals. They're not gonna say that. They want you. They're not gonna say that. So I knew this. Ba- I knew this bad boy was over. And I told you guys, if I'm teams out there, I'm not taking an average quarterback. I'm not taking Cam Newton. I wouldn't take Cam Newton. I wouldn't take Cam Newton 
in that beat up body and his health uh, with in twenty million dollars. I'm not taking that on. If I and I told you guys, it's gonna be hard to find any buyers, any takers on this. But you know, there's always that one stupid owner. That's that one. You know, that one stupid owner. That one, you know, that one owner that just had to make the move, but nobody would take us. Nobody took, you know, nobody took on the task of trading for Cam Newton. Uh, Carolina said they reached out to Chicago, the Rams. I mean, they they reached out to Chicago, the Chargers. They reached out to multiple teams. No buyers, no takers for Cam Newton, and it's not surprising because it's what I said all along. I'm finally, I'm fi- I finally see, it finally, you know, it, you know, it seems like that people around the league, teams around the league, GMs around the league, scouts around the league are saying what I'm saying. Cam Newton's a guy, he's an average guy. You take away his best year, you take away his worst year. He has failed to adapt. And now the running thing, like, you know, him being a mobile quarterback, he's not even the best at that. Remember when Cam Newton was the best mobile quarterback in football? Well, He's not even the best at debt anymore. Lamar Jackson is. I don't know if he was watching last year, but Lamar Jackson is better than Cam Newton at debt at this point. So, I don't know. Cam has failed to adapt. Cam has, you know, personality, uh, dresses well so everybody like him. But it seems like around the league, scouts, GMs are, are having the same thinking and the same mindset about Cam Newton and his future as a quarterback or his future as a quarterback on their team, which it's not happening. It's it, it, it's not happening because he's, a, he's an average quarterback, but a great athlete. Average quarterback, great athlete, that's playing quarterback, and he turns out to be average. He has one great year. I'm tired of me saying, oh, Cam Newton was once one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, that was for half an hour. That was for a half an hour. I never could without that year, without that that MVP season that the media, some media members love to reminisce and they love to go back and talk about. Without that one, without that, without that one season, I don't think of Cam Newton as a top ten quarterback. I just don't. I don't think of him as a top ten quarterback if you want to exclude that year. Because that is how I rate quarterbacks. I take away the worst year, I take away the best year. Let's see what comes up in the middle of that. Uh, turns out he's average. Some will probably even argue, looking at his numbers, below average. But I'm going to give him average. I do the same thing with Matt Ryan. I do the same thing with Matthew Stafford. Matt Ryan, he's not average. But people try. some people try to make the argument that Matt Ryan is an A quarterback. And I'm like, no. Matt Ryan is a B-plus quarterback. If you take away his worst, if you take away his worst year, you take away his best year. He's a B plus quarterback. Yeah, he's accurate. Yeah, he can throw a, a good deep ball at times. But he's a B plus quarterback. The guy's a B plus quarterback. That's what he is. And Cam Newton's average. I always tell you guys: take away the first, take away the worst year, which is usually their first year, and then take away the best year. You see what you get in the middle of that. That is who they are. That's who they are. That's who they are. You can do it with any quarterback that you have problems with. Of course, we know Russell Wilson is great. Of course, we know you, We know Patrick Mahomes is great. We know Deshaun Watson is great. But you have any questions about quarterbacks, 
like Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo. Just look at their worst year, look at their best year. Compare. And then compare the years in between the worst and the best year. That's what you get, and that's who they are. Because that's who they are most often. They have, a really, they have a really bad year, excluded. They have a really great year, excluded. Find the great me, find the gray area, and that's what you get. That's who they are. I'm telling you, that is who they are. I'm telling you guys. <clears throat> and it's it's not it's not very surprising that that there was not many buyers and takers with Cam Newton and his situation in Carolina. I'll be back after the break. Westbrook, everybody loved Westbrook, but if Westbrook became a free agent today, how many teams would line up? And you compare that to Damian Leonard, if Damian Leonard and Russell Westbrook was, were free agents today, who would have more teams interested in them? I would bat Damian Leonard. <clears throat> um, so, Houston traded away DeAndre Hopkins. I talked about this trade a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about it more now since Deshaun Watson has, uh, you know, he tweeted, he tweet, you know, a cryptic, a cryptic tweet. Uh, he's obviously, he obviously seems a little bit bothered by this trade. Uh, yeah, you, when you trade away your, your, your quarterback's best weapon, yes, uh, that is fully expected. That is fully expected. And I could not, uh, I, yeah, I, I couldn't believe that they traded away DeAndre Hopkins, probably, you know, arguably the, the best receiver in football for a bag of lays. Couldn't, could not believe it. Um, and, and like Lisa, a lot of teams would have, like, said, hey, call us. You're trying to trade away DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of, for, for a bag of peanuts? Yeah, come over here, trade, trade. And... They did it with Arizona. They got a in exchange. Houston got some picks, and they got a they got a beat. They got a ran they got a ran down running back, a beat down running back, injury prone running back. That's what they got in exchange for DeAndre Hopkins. Do not understand it, Bill O'Brien. But you know everybody's you know everybody's going on Bill O'Brien neck right now. But I have been calling and I've been saying and I've been questioning Bill O'Brien's uh, judgment in his. Lack of decision making. I've been I've been very critical and skeptical of it because I saw his lack of judgment in his play calls. I saw his lack of judgment in his play call in his play in his play in his play calls. So I wondered and I questioned his judgment when it came to when it came to making football decisions. Lord and behold, what do you know? The lack of judgment that I've recognized, that I identified from his play calling, 
Well, it carries over with his football decisions because he makes a move just like this. And with Deshaun Watson being a talented quarterback, and he's young, with no O line, with no, with no O line, it, it was there was very little help in Houston to start off with, with DeAndre Hopkins because with you know O line has been bad for some years now and it still is bad, and they 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 tried to make moves to make it better with adding Larry Matunso, okay, but their defense is also not the best. Their defense is not the best at all. So with so much help with 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 the lack of help already being there in Houston, you would think, hey, you know, they would retain all of their big-time weapons. But that was not the case. They traded away DeAndre Hopkins, and now Deshaun Watson has even more, even even less help. He has even less a support of, of a supporting cast. And this leads to anger and frustration. And it would not surprise me if Houston take a couple steps back. I, I could I, I could possibly see Houston taking a couple steps back, and you know, I, I, hopefully they make they still make the playoffs because if they don't make the playoffs, Bill O'Brien might be out of there. Excuse me, Bill O'Brien might be out of might might be out of a job if Houston fails to make the playoffs because you because you, you already made the playoffs. Okay, you won a playoff game, but that was basically on Deshaun Watson's shoulders. But now you you trade away your best receiver and you give you, you in exchange you get a, a wash down, a beat down running back? What the hell? What are you doing? What are you doing? Running backs coming a dime and a dozen. You could draft running backs. Running backs come so they come in the snap of a finger. Running backs come in the snap of a finger. So I just don't understand the move. But let's transition to running backs. I feel bad for running backs. And if you're if you're a kid. If you're playing, if you're currently playing the running back position, I hate to tell you, but you might want to change that. Uh, running backs are not valued whatsoever. They are not valued. They do so much. They pass block. They run the ball. They catch out of the backfield. They can run routes. Running backs do a lot, and they're very talented, but they are not valued at all. And it's another case. It happened with Todd Gurley. Now, don't get me wrong. Todd Gurley is 25, and he is still a good player. He's not great. He's not what he's going to be. He's not what he, you know, used to be uh, two years ago before he had the knee issues, the reoccurring knee issues. But he is still, a, I think he, with Atlanta, especially with Atlanta, him, you know, playing college ball down there, I think Atlanta, that is a good match for him. But I think Todd Gurley can still be a productive back. But it just goes to show you how the running back position is not, it is not valued whatsoever. Because, what you, I mean, you know, okay, the Rams cut Todd Gurley. But unlike uh, the NBA, oh, well, unlike the NBA and MLB, like, there's a penalty when you cut players with such Big contracts like Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, the Rams, they 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 they, they released Todd Gurley, they cut Todd Gurley, and just they have twenty million dollars of dead money, basically, they're swallowing. They they, they 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 that's how bad that 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 must have been how bad his knee injury was or his knee problem was. 
it just goes to show you how bad Todd Gurley's knee problem was. Because the Rams, they are, they, they're, they're going to they're gonna swallow $20 million. That is a lot. That is a lot to swallow. That's a lot of dead money on, uh, on, a, sal- on a hard salary cap league. That is a lot of, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money with any salary cap, let alone a hard cap league. You know, that, 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 that's a lot of money to swallow. And, you know, the Steelers did it with Antonio Brown last year, but it goes to show you, it, it, you know, and that was the most in NFL history. $21.5 million. That was, the most, that was the most in NFL history. The Rams just cut Todd Gurley. He was set to make $20 million. So it just shows you how much they are swallowing and how much dead money that is left on his deal. And it goes to show you how bad or, you know, how severe his Todd Gurley's knee injuries or knee problems were. And I knew Sean McVay wasn't a dumb guy. I knew he wasn't a dumb coach. He's a good coach. Great offensive mind. And his and Rams' offensive success going to the Super Bowl and, you know, those first those first two years, their offensive success was predicated off of Todd Gurley and his ability out the backfield, catching out the backfield, and running the ball. And when they limit his touches... I was I, I was like why, but I knew why because he had knee problems, he had knee issues. They tried to cover it up though, but it shows how bad it was. It, it, it you know them swallowing twenty million dollars. It shows how bad that injury, how bad his knees were or are. It shows. It shows. It it shows. It shows. So you know I'm gonna touch bases. Uh, you know I'm gonna close this bad boy out. When I touch bases, um, we talked about we have talked about the NBA season. I think I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, I feel bad I, now that I'm thinking about it. You know, I, I I was hopeful when when the NBA first got postponed when the NBA first canceled this you know suspended this season. I was um I was hopeful that it would be with that. I'm like okay. The NBA will be back. You know, they, they did their, they suspended in March. I was like, the NBA, if they'll be back in April. Uh, I don't think they're going to be back in April. It's March 24th. Uh, no, I, 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 no, it's, it's eight days away. April is eight days away. April is the next week. Don't think they're coming back in April. Uh, I'm I'm not feeling too good about uh, uh, NBA season, uh, NBA returning. I'm not feeling too good about it. I, I'm not feeling too good about it at all. Um, and it's it's, it's a bummer. It's if if you know if the NBA season does not resume, it would be such a bummer for certain teams because certain teams. I mean, especially like the Lakers, where I thought this was the perfect window, especially with them with some veteran guys. I thought this was the perfect window and the perfect opportunity for LeBron and the Lakers uh, to get that title um, because their window—I—I I, I feel like the the Lakers' window is small, and you know, I'm, Anthony Davis will probably resign with the Lakers most likely. That's what all signs are pointing to. Uh, you know, most 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 aficionados in the league, around the league. Reporters around the league, they feel like Anthony Davis is going to be signed, but it's such a bummer because the Lakers had a such coming off a hot weekend, uh, beating the Clippers, beating the Bucks. A lot of people had the, the Lakers 
uh, winning the title. Vegas uh, gave the Lakers the best odds to win the title. So, such a bummer for them and LeBron and, you know, those guys. But I just don't feel so hopeful about the NBA season. Um, and you, we all know they don't want to carry this thing out. They don't want to carry the playoffs and stuff, the NBA season, all the way out into September. Now, if in some way, somehow, they can come back around late May, early June, make it happen, go into postseason play, I know that would be difficult. But if you're coming back in early June, you will have to go right into postseason play. Uh, and I know that's a tough turnaround. That's going to be a tough turnaround for teams, and that's going to be that's going to be tough for teams that were fighting for playoff spots because you know it's like they they didn't have they didn't have a fair opportunity to fight for that last that last eighth spot or to move up. But um, yeah, I just don't feel hopeful about an NBA return. I'm sorry to put in doubt. But I just don't feel hopeful. But hopefully it happens. Hopefully it happens. Because uh, we need some talking points. <laughs> as the time goes on, as time goes on, and uh, we, you know, the NFL, the draft, we have the draft, thankfully. But as that goes away, we're going to need some talking points. Uh, so that it, it would help if the NBA was to resume. But um, such a bummer. Uh, Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. We talked about it. That is such a big story. Uh, people can't even imagine Brady going from New England to Tampa Bay. Uh, such is such night and day. Uh, you know, if you think about like where both franchises have go, have been, you know, what they've been doing in the recent history, but it's bad. Um, ah, boy, boy, I just hope the NBA season make a return. I'll be out of here. I'm I'm gone. Thank you guys for listening, tuning in. This is some great con- this is some great quarantine content. Uh, if you're in the house, bored, watching Netflix, doing your homework, uh, tune into the episode. Tune in this. Uh, tune into this podcast. Catch up on some episodes. But um, you know, you guys are doing a, you guys, but you guys are doing a great job of clicking. It seems like you guys are bored, and you are you guys are clicking. You should be clicking anyway, but this is a great time to click and keep keep up, keep pace. Thank you guys for tuning in. Always remember, two choices, one decision. I'm gone, out of here. Females, males, I'm out of here. See you guys next time. Your dreams come true.